But First Corinthians chapter 11, we'll start reading. I'm only going to do three verses of scripture. Verse number seven uh, in First Corinthians 11, the Bible says, For a man indeed ought not to cover his head. If you look back at verse three, the context of this chapter, there's an order of authority. And in verse three, it says, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man and the head of Christ is God. There's an order of authority. And by the time we get to verse number seven, it talks about a man not covering his head. Now, this is important to talk about because. The argument comes into this additional coverings on a woman's head. And so the argument comes in on this verse that says men shouldn't have additional coverings on their head. And the reason that they ask that, well, one of one of the things is go back to some of the messages that we did on this. When you run the verses in the Old Testament, men that were ministering to the Lord. You know what they had on their head at times? An additional covering. Now, I know that's the Old Testament, and I know that's the nation of Israel. But when you have a, a miter on your head, you have something on your head in the Old Testament as an additional covering, and you're ministering to God. People nowadays in the New Testament church want to try to make a big deal about additional coverings on men's head or women's heads. What is also interesting about it when we and we've done this, we've run the verses on Old Testament prophetesses. And every time there's not a lot of them, but every time they come up, there's no mention at all of them having anything on their head. But yet when men in the Old Testament minister, verses come up where there is something on their head, additional. It's rather interesting to see that contrast in the Old Testament in light of the New Testament. Nor did God even make an appeal that women prophetesses in the Old Testament had to put something additional on their head. So we're in this chapter and the argument basically is... Um, Men shouldn't have additional coverings on their head. Um, and then that leads to the next argument was if the hair was the only covering. Now, stay with me on this thought. If the hair was the only covering and an additional covering wasn't in context in verse in first Corinthians 11, then men would have to take off their hair. That makes sense. Because if there is no additional covering, then what y'all are saying is, well, how can men take off their hair? Right? Except let's look at the verse in context. Let's look at the chapter in context. And I've got a novel theological idea. Let's read and believe the words in the Bible. <laughs> I, I, I know that sounds real illogical, but... It's real simple, and it says in verse number 15, watch what it says. But if a woman have long hair, it, what is it? Her long hair is a glory to her. Ladies, do you have long hair? 
that long yeah, hair. I don't understand. It is it, it is a is a glory. For for her hair is given her for what? A covering. Pretty simple. So you've got two very easy phrases to understand. Hair is glory, and hair is a covering. I hope we all understand. Google may not, but I hope we do. It's because they don't want any they don't want any truth coming on their platform. <laughs> okay, okay. So I there's two types of hair that's mentioned in First Corinthians eleven. There's short hair and long hair. And that's the contrast. And that is how the covering is defined. Well, the Greek says, you don't know what the Greek says. It doesn't, it, it, the Greek word doesn't mean a veil. It means to veil. You know what veil means? To cover. It's a covering. The hair is a covering. You've got long hair and you've got short hair. So for a man to not be covered means he would have short hair. And for a woman to be covered in the context of 1 Corinthians 11, it would mean she would have long hair. Well, how long? See, that's the wrong question. This Laodicean church always asks the wrong question. Why is it how long does it have to be and not, okay, Lord, I'll just have long hair. Amen. I, I don't understand this idea. Well, how short is short? Why are you asking me how short is short? Why don't you ask God how short he would have you to have? I, I, I don't understand the questions that saved people ask to try to find a way to get out of doing what God asked you to do. Amen. And they're looking for a preacher to give them an answer when all they have to do is read God's word and God will speak to their heart and give them the answer. Verses 4 and 5, watch what it says. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered. I'm probably, look, thank God you didn't know me when I wasn't saved. But I'm probably the last guy that should be te teaching on long hair on men. Because you know what I had when I was a, a young, rebellious teenager? Long hair. That's odd. That's very, that's very off. When God's looking down and he's saying to me, he's got to be laughing, shaking his head, thinking to himself, what the world's that boy doing? You dishonor God's created order. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered. You know what that means? I understand culturally it's respectful for a man to take his cowboy hat off when he walks into a church house. I understand all of that. But biblically speaking, in this verse, every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, you know what his covering? His head covered, long hair. That, that, that's what the context is. 
dishonoreth his head. Doesn't say he lost his salvation. Doesn't say he can't be used by God. It's just simply the defined covering. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered dishonoreth her head. The head being uncovered is the short hair. For even for that is even all one as if she were shaven. God is just trying to bring out a truth by giving a a very, if you will, well, I can't even say unrealistic because you look around and you see this on women nowadays. God's saying, ladies, if you're going to have short hair, it don't make a difference if you shave it or shorn it. In other words, what woman would do that? In other words, what woman would want to have short hair? It's just a contrast God's making to draw out the difference and the distinction in men and women. It's all that is. You don't need to have a hat or a scarf or a cap or a doily that looks like a cap that really doesn't cover your head anyway to come into church to be right with God. If you want to do that, great. Just don't do that and come in here and act like the rest of the ladies are not following the ordinance that's been given to the New Testament church because they are. Okay? And go to Ephesians 5. The Bible says in verse 23, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. What is God giving? He's given an order of authority in, in the home. And is Christ the head of the church? Men, we are husbands. We are to be the head of our home. And we see that as what? An order of authority. We have it in work. We have it in sports. We have it in academics. We have it in every sphere of life down here. And God expects us to have that order in our homes. As well as in his church. Go to 1 Timothy 2. First Timothy, First Timothy chapter 2 verse number 12. The Bible says this. But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor to usurp authority over the man. Where is the context of this? Because I know a lot of women who can teach. The context is in the corporate assembly of the, of the church. Men would teach as an order of authority, as an order, as a respect for following God's order. Um. But I suffer not a woman to teach, nor do you usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. And for as many women that want to make this head, this additional head covering an ordinance of the New Testament church, they sure do have a hard time keeping silent about it in church. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about submission, man. 
I thought you're supposed to be quiet about it. It's a really, really, some of these things are strangey to me. But nonetheless, for Adam was first formed, then Eve. We'll, we'll look at, you have the image and the glory of God, uh, the man, right? And then the woman is the glory of the man. It's just showing, it's just showing the order. And go back to Genesis 1 because we got another point we need to tackle tonight. In 1 Corinthians 11, in, in, in verses 7, 8, and 9, God's appealing to creation. And Paul is using, on the Holy Spirit's inspiration, creation is an argument for this order. In other words, the difference and the distinction in the genders, which, by the way, they're two. It wasn't a result of the fall. Amen. That's right. It was God's created order before the fall. All the fall did, all when, when sin entered into the world and death by sin, all that happened was this. Sinful men and the wicked hearts of mankind just messed up the two, the, the two gender distinction. That's what happened. Male and female. It's a distinction ordained in the church and in the home. And as a result, society should see that. Uh, Genesis 1 verse 4. Uh, let me get my thoughts here right for this. Go down to verse number 10 at the end of verse 10. And it was good. Where, where's that? Okay, look at verse end of verse 12. It was good. Verse number 18, look at the end. It was good. Verse 21, the same thing, the end of the verse. It was good. 25, look at the end of 25. And God saw that it was good. 27, so God created man his own image, and the image of God created he him, male and female created he them. Look at the end of the chapter, um, verse number 31, right in the middle, it was very good. You see that theme all through it, and now watch by the time we get to Genesis 2, and let's go to verse number 18. And the Lord God said, it is not good. <laughs> what? That man should be what? Alone. I will make him and help me for him. There was a problem with man. And God said, I'm going to solve this problem because this is not good. You know what the problem was? Loneliness. So God created someone to help Adam with his loneliness when he's out there in the garden. And us men, we don't think things through like we ought to. It doesn't really cross our mind that you might not like being out there shooting archery out in the woods and shooting guns out in the woods and chopping wood. And all we want is just a companion. <laughs> We don't think through all these things. Loneliness is a real thing. 
And so God says, I'm going to make a help me for you. Why? To relieve it, to, to relieve his loneliness. Help him with his physical daily needs. Help him mentally, intellectually, spiritually. How? As she joins him and, and compliments him and joins him and helps him worship God and live for God. That's God create, that's God's created order. Little girl asked her mom, she said, How did the human race start? The mom answered and said, God made Adam and Eve, and they had children, and their children had children. Well, the next day, the little girl asked her dad the same question, and dad answered differently. He said, many years ago, there were monkeys from which the human race evolved. Well, this girl was confused. So she went back to her mom, and she said, Mom, you told me that the human race was created by God, but dad told me the human race was developed from monkeys. The mom answered. She said, honey, that's simple. I told you about my side of the family. Your dad told you about his. <laughs> uh, funny. All right, go back to 1 Corinthians 11. 1 Corinthians 11. Verse number seven, for a man ought not to cover his head. And we touched on this for as much as he is the image and glory of God, but the woman is the glory of man. This sick society uh, refuses to honor and respect women. And as a result, the internet is flooded with filthy, dirty pictures exploiting women. Highways are full of billboards exploiting, exploiting women and putting them half naked on a billboard for everyone to drive by and see. Now, that's somebody's daughter, but let me go further than that. That's someone who God created. Yes, sir. And we have lost that in our society. TV did not make our society better. It made it easier to get filth pumped into homes. The Internet didn't make society better. It made it quicker and easier for filth to be dumped into people's homes. Well, bless God, I've got a cell phone. It makes it easier for filth to be dumped in people's lives. There's a respect, there's a reverence, there's an order, there's covering that, God's, that God wants. And when men and women understand this distinction and God's order and how he has created us, we would naturally want to cover ourselves, but not this world. Man is always looking to give himself the pleasure and attention He's not looking to please God and give God glory. And that's why this world's a cesspool of sin. Verse number eight. For the man is not of the woman. But the woman of the man. It don't matter Christian or non-Christian saved or, 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 or not saved or lost. 
the man is not of the woman. Except he is. Yeah, you're talking about now. When a mom gives a birth to, okay? We all come from, I, I am a man, I came from a woman, my mother. If you're, if you're a, a male, you came from your mom. That's talking about birth down here on earth. This verse is talking about what? Going back to the creation account. Okay? So that's the clear, specific re reference to God's original creation. We saw that in 1 Timothy for Adam was first formed, then Eve. The woman of the man out of his out of his rib, not out of the dust of the earth. That was the woman. Out of his name, wife for a man. The etymology of the word is wife men. And so you run that word, wife for a man, a woman. That's the etymology of, of, of that word. But this is appeal to creation. Man originates from the dust of the ground. and His purpose is to glorify God. Man answers directly to God. And woman originated in God's created form from the rib of Adam. Adam was walking around the Garden of Eden and he's feeling very lonely. So God asked Adam. He said, Adam, what's wrong? What's up? And Adam said, Lord, I don't have anybody to talk to. So God sent, God said, look, I'll give you a companion. And she will be called woman. And she will cook for you. And she will wash your clothes. And she will agree with every decision you make. She will bear you, bear you children. And never ask you to get up in the middle of the night to care for them. She won't nag you. She will always be the first to admit that she was wrong. Anytime you have a disagreement. She will never have an, she'll never have a headache, Adam. And she will. Freely love you and be compassionate to you all the time. She will never question your behavior or the company you keep. She will support you and understand that you have important decisions to make as a man. So Adam finally asked God, he said, God, what will this woman cost me? God said an arm and a leg. Adam said, what can I get for just a rib? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> look. Look. God, God made a man and he made a woman. There's a distinction in the way we think, the way we view things. And this idea of a man trying to tell woman, hey, look, you're just going to do everything I say and agree with everything I say. It's unrealistic. It, it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Adam and Eve had the perfect environment to not fight. We now are on the other side of a fall. We have every opportunity to fight because it's two sinful people trying to get along. 
These things happen. Disagreements happen. It's not a reason to just start rebelling against God and God's created order. Okay. It, the idea is for men and women, Christian men and women to stay in their lane. Ladies, you stay in the lady lane. Men, you stay in the, in, in the men lane. And, that, and that's what this world needs to see. Uh, our purpose is to glorify God. Animals were not created like this. It was male and female, uh, but not created like uh, men and women were. He didn't put a male lion to sleep. Okay. He put a human male, Adam, to sleep. Okay. So we got that settled. All right. Last verse. And we'll close out. Verse number nine. First Corinthians 11, verse nine. Bible says, neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. Talked about this. We'll close out with this. She was created to be a help me for Adam. How does a woman, ladies, honestly, and young people who aren't married, seriously think about this before you get married. What is one of the best ways to give glory to God? By giving glory and honor to your man. By standing by his side. The world sees that. They're not going to get saved. That's not the gospel. But they see something different in you as a Christian. Rather than a bunch of lumberjack women running around town with their head shaven and an axe looking to just slaughter anybody that gets in their way. We, you're not a football player, okay? You're not supposed to just run them over, tackle them down, and hit them over the head with a two-by-four. Be a, be, a, be a lady, be a woman. Get by the side and help them. We're not looking for you to be a linebacker. This world's insane. What happened to you, buddy? Well, my wife just beat the tar out of me that this week. That's what happened to me. This world is completely flipped upside down. I wonder why, wonder why guys growing, growing their hair down to their waist and getting their ears pierced and, you know, joining the crocheting class. They're just scared to death. They're little puppies scared to death. <laughs> what in the world? We're created by God. Our opinion on the matter shouldn't matter. Ladies, remember this so that you're not taken advantage of. You are to be a helpmeet. You're not a captured slave. Okay? I have to say that because there's situations where a sinful man will take verses of scripture and rest them to his own destruction and the destruction of his wife and his family and treat her like a, she's not a slave. And she should not be treated as such. She, it, she should be recognized that she was created by God to help you out. And, 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 and men need help, so just accept the help. All right, last few thoughts. The husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ had the church. We read that in Ephesians. The bride is made for the bridegroom. That's in the physical and the spiritual. 
as the church, we are what? The bride of Christ. Okay, we see that? So when we serve God, we're giving him glory, and the world sees that. When we don't serve Christ, not only are we dishonoring our God, but the world sees how we act and live as we dishonor God. This is why they're fine with drinking and getting drunk at the bar and making the newspaper on Monday morning. They just don't like it when the Christian down the road or the preacher does it. They know it's wrong. They just don't want it to be wrong from them for them. Okay. It's it. We dishonor our God and the world sees that and how we live. So we need to, we need to live right. Final thought, the woman is created to help the man. And I say that to close out because in many in many aspects, you could argue that it's a more honorable position because God has created her to follow the leader. And that is more honorable in the sense that she may have a better idea. And her idea might get trumped by the man. And when she is willing to go along with her husband's dumb idea, because we have plenty of them, she is allowed to think in her head, that's a stupid idea. But she's also allowed to think, you know what? I'm going to honor God. He's not sinning. He's not asking me to do something that's sinful. It's just a real strangey thing to do. But okay, God, let's see what he has for me next week. And what does she do? She follows him out of love and honor for her God. And she gets alongside and she helps the man out by doing that. And that is a very honorable thing to do and men don't lose sight of that myself included lastly outward symbols we see in first corinthians 11 is shown in the long hair with women and the short hair in man and that's the distinction that god made as an outward sign to show glory unto him doesn't save you doesn't make you any less saved but it certainly is a way to just get a hold of the truth and, and honor God with it. All right, let's pray.